1: Cuttingly, hey there, Tara. We often ask this question about, at least I have Joe Biden, and just kind of the pathological lying.
0: Yeah.
1: I've gone down the psychological profile, kind of the difference between a politician and a pathological liar. And and there is, there are significant differences. I got asked ask this morning if Nikki Haley's a pathological liar, if if she's well. Because the more we listen to her on the campaign trail. I mean, the stuff she's lying about is shocking. And the reason it's shocking is because it's not even smart. When, when you write in your autobiography that Hillary Clinton was your inspiration, when you do an interview with Vogue and say she inspired you to get into politics, you didn't even know if you were a Republican or a Democrat, but you saw her and you knew you wanted to be just like her. Then you do another interview Mainstream media, you say the same thing. You're on the record saying that. And then you record your audiobook in your own voice, as many people do, and you say, you read yourself writing that Hillary Clinton was your inspiration, that you went to see her in Greenville, and you saw her, and you knew that you, man, you had to run. Okay. When you have amassed the record like that yes you don't lie about it you don't say i never said that yeah you you, you don't and then when you get so cold busted that you're twen- trending on twitter again for lying you don't go in front of an iowa audience and say this again
2: if you have to lie to win you don't deserve to win i never said hillary clinton was an inspiration
1: Well, let's run through it, honey. You
2: know, I often say that the reason I got into politics was because of Hillary Clinton. I didn't know her, although I had met her several years before at a women's professional event in Greenville, South Carolina. At that event, she had inspired me to run for office and make my voice heard. And in some ways, she remained inspiring. She is actually the reason that I made the jump.
0: Because you write about her being a big inspiration for
2: you i went with my friend eleanor kitzman to a firm and leadership program where hillary clinton was speaking and i walked out of there and i said i'm running for office
1: oh okay okay um okay a better way to handle this a smarter politician who you know if you have no morals and you're just gonna lie and that's her okay fine but you want to be smart about lying if i was her campaign manager i'd help her be smarter about lying (laughs) Yes. I, w- I would do that for her. I'm, I'm, I'm willing. I'm, I'm ready to do that. What you would say was, of course, I was inspired by Hillary Clinton. The minute I met her, I wanted to beat her. The minute I met her, I wanted to defeat her. She inspired me to get into politics. I was so upset. It's not that hard to no. fix this. Okay, no. that is not hard. When, when you have gone on the record that much, you, you got a problem. You know. It's just basic retail-level politics. Common sense, right? Mm -hmm. You can figure this out at a city council level. She can't figure it out. And she relies on lying because she's not fast on her feet. But the the, the worst one I have seen so far is this one. She's now tweeting out. This is incredible to those of us who are actually in the state of South Carolina watching this woman. She's now tweeting out that she never fought the bathroom bill. She, she never fought the bill to protect women in, in changing rooms in bathrooms. She just, she just never did that. And you're just like, wow, not only did she fight it, she bragged about fighting it, unfortunately, again, on camera, and she's so vindictive, she then tried to destroy the conservative politicians who pushed the bill to protect women. Again, this is not a smart way to get out of this. If if, if you have, and she clearly doesn't, no moral compass of any kind, um, you know, you have 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 none of and any of that, just shut up. Don't bring it back up. Don't, don't, don't do not don't it.
0: Yeah, she seems to be picking at the scab all the time. And
1: she, she can't no. stop.
0: I got to tell you, Tara, the late, great Tim Russert would be proud of the way that you have uh, nailed this uh, because that was always one of the great things that I thought that uh, the program I always refer to as Meet the Depressed always used to do a great job with Tim Russert who would catch politicians saying one thing at one time and have the audio or the quotes or whatever and then have them right there. And it's like, okay, now you're saying something completely different.
1: Yeah, let's um, let's go back. Um, headline, Washington Post. Like, if you know this is out there, you don't lie. Headline, April 7th, uh, 2016, Washington Post. South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley says her state doesn't need transgender bathroom law. Okay, okay. You're right there. It's, it's right there. Don't, don't, don't lie about it. Find a, sit down with your staff, find a smarter way to get through this that doesn't involve be clowning yourself. And this is why Chris Christie was caught on heart, Mike, as he, he's saying she's not ready for this. She's not. And this is what he's talking about. Here's Nikki Hale. She literally just tweeted out her her campaign literally just tweeted out, "I have always supported separate bathrooms for biological boys and girls." Um, and that that is that is just it's not it's not not only not true, but when you went on camera and you said this in an interview, when I was governor,
2: um. The bathroom bill was happening in North Carolina. I don't know if you remember that, but they had an issue of, you know, you had to show your birth certificate on which bathroom you were going to use or, or something like that. And I remember a state senator um, in South Carolina filed a bill and I strong armed him. And I said, we are not having that in
1: South Carolina. When... Well.
0: Um,
1: yeah, so again. You may have no moral compass, which she clearly doesn't. You may be a, I'm starting to think pathological liar, which she clearly is. But you gotta be smarter than this. Okay. If, if the Democrats are gonna tear you to pieces for this kind of stuff. They're being nice right now because they want you to be the nominee. And this is a weird, weird race. I never spend so, uh, this yeah. amount of time on number two, the number two position. But the Democrats are, they have pumped tens of millions of dollars into her. They are very concerned about the number two position. You have three top Democrat fundraisers fundraising for her, Reed Hoffman, uh, Jamie Diamond, uh, who most Democrats can't even land as their fundraiser. Only Hillary Clinton gets him. I mean, really big names like that. He's fundraising for Nikki Haley. He is a self-described Democrat. Why is he doing that? They have backgrounded her. They see this. They see this weakness. They know their plan is to put Donald Trump in prison, preferably by the nominating convention so they can get her in, if not by the election. And they know that this could default to the number two. They need her to be the number two. She's got to stop this stuff. She's got to stop. And I don't think she can. These
0: things, like you point out, it would be fairly easy to work around. There's no shame or little shame in saying, hey, my opinions on this issue have evolved over time. Sure. Or, you know, that was then, this is now whatever. It's just like, uh, you know, she was criticizing DeSantis for his support when he was in Congress of supporting aid for Ukraine during the Obama administration and that he's opposed to it now. Those are two completely different things. I'm not necessarily saying that that, uh, DeSantis was right on either side. I'm simply saying There's a whole big difference about when President Obama was president and Russia invaded Crimea and took that area. That's a whole different issue than what's going on in Ukraine right now and what Putin is doing now. Those are two completely separate issues that are, you know, completely different setups and timelines and and circumstances. And so, you know, DeSantis, I didn't hear if he actually tried to defend himself on that uh, discrepancy there. But those are two completely different things. And and the same thing should apply to, to Haley with, with her response to some of these things. Yes, I said this back then. Here's what I meant. Here's what I intended. Here's how things have evolved and changed since that time. That seems fairly easy to do.
1: It is. And the fact that she just reverts to lying off the cuff, again, this is the age of video. Okay, so yeah. if you are on camera again and again and again, talking about how you defeated the bathroom bill. By the way, there's another clip of her talking about how she defeated the bathroom bill. That's just the clearest one. And you you did a whole profile with the Washington Post. You did an interview with them. They ran a profile about how you defeated the bathroom bill in South Carolina. Looking into the camera or tweeting, hey, I, I've never been against this. Like, that doesn't work for you. And it tells me you need help. That It tells me your default setting, your factory setting is... If I get into a jam, I lie. It's not going to work in the digital age. And I hope Iowa voters figure this out before they make a really big mistake here and put her in the number two position. I hope South Carolina voters realize after watching her for years what she's saying now because we remember a very different reality. Not only did she defeat the bathroom bill, not only did she brag about it as I just played there, she went after the conservative politicians who pushed it because she's vindictive. And I'm real afraid she's going to default into a leadership position somehow. So, Nikki Haley doing it again overnight. This, quite frankly, bizarre tweet at this point. I've always supported separate bathrooms for biological boys and girls. No, that's, that's not. That didn't happen. We know that here in South Carolina. That was a very big, very long debate. Went on for a really long time. We covered it here. And Nikki Haley did, unfortunately for her... A, a whole, <laughs> a whole lot of interviews on it. And she bragged, she bragged about killing it. We, we have all that. And we also have this Washington Post article where she went and did an interview with them. She wanted everyone to know she'd killed this bill. Because she's a liberal. Here's the headline from the Washington Post. South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley says her state doesn't need transgender bathroom law. Right there. Very simple. Not hard to understand. Here is Nikki Haley lying. Well, before I get to that, here is Nikki Haley bragging at the time about how she defeated the bill.
2: When I was governor, um, the bathroom bill was happening in North Carolina. I don't know if you remember that, but they had an issue of, you know, you had to show your birth certificate on which bathroom you were going to use or, or something like that. And I remember a state senator um, in South Carolina filed a bill and I strong-armed him and I said, we are not having that in South
1: Carolina. When, when I was governor... So... I mean, you don't do multiple interviews where you seek attention for the fact that you killed the bill and then think you can just lie about it. This, th- th- she's not well. Again, her factory default setting is just lie when it's not even smart. Look, I get politicians lie, I get that. But if you're going to do it, be smart about it. Be smart about it. Don't do something dumb like this. Don't do something dumb like this. Don't go on Fox News and say this.
2: I never said she was an inspiration.
1: And then when you start trending on Twitter and all these people are posting, because there's five instances when she said it, one of which is her autobiography, when she explains that's why she was inspired by Hillary, that's why she ran for office. You go to Iowa when you know you've been trending on Twitter the day before for lying and everybody is putting all these instances up there of you saying how Hillary inspired you to run. And then you say this, you look the audience, you look right out in the audience, you say this. If you have
2: to lie to win, you don't deserve to win. I never said Hillary Clinton was an inspiration.
0: Not Ronald Reagan, not Margaret Thatcher. She said Hillary Clinton was her was her inspiration for running for office. We don't need another Hillary Clinton uh, in this country. I can tell you that
2: your response to that ambassador. I never said she was an inspiration.
1: So she's that's three times right there. She's just going. She's lying. Just lying, lying, lying. And again, here she is.
2: You know, I often say that the reason I got into politics was because of Hillary Clinton. I didn't know her although I had met her several years before at a women's professional event in Greenville, South Carolina. At that event, she had inspired me to run for office and make my voice heard, and in some ways, she remained inspiring. She is actually the reason that I made the jump.
0: Because you write about her being a big inspiration for you.
2: I went with my friend, Eleanor Kitzman, to a firm and leadership program where Hillary Clinton was speaking, and I walked out of there and I said, I'm running for office
1: not smart that's why they're backing her that's why the democrats have put tens of millions of dollars into her they've done their research they know she's not well her factory default setting is to lie and not in a smart way not in a smart way again all of that right there i'm her campaign manager okay here's what we do because i've been a campaign manager i've run statewide i ran two of them here's what we're going to say I was so, I heard her speaking and I was so inspired to defeat her. I had to run for office. Boom. Now you're still gonna get the other side to go throw it back. No, that's not what she meant. But you know what? They're not gonna have any ground to stand on. You're gonna kill the issue. Right there. That's what you say. It's not this is this is not hard stuff. People running for city council can figure this out. Her default setting is to lie, and it is tripping her up. Badly. It's tripping her up badly. And that's why Chris Christie, uh, who was a gifted politician, he really was. It's a shame he destroyed himself the way that he did, backing you know practically backing Barack Obama four days before the election against Mitt Romney. I mean, Christie has her nailed. She's not ready for this.
3: We couldn't have been any clearer.
1: By the way, he was caught on hot mic saying this, so he didn't actually want you to hear him say this.
3: We couldn't have been any clearer we couldn't have been any more any more director worked any harder so you Unless know
0: Oh, when like well, you give land to china 10. and places like that yeah that's what country. you get yeah
3: yeah i mean look she spent 68 million so far just on tv spent 68 million so mm-hmm. far 59 million by desantis and we spent 12. i mean who's punching above their weight and who's getting a return on their investment you know and she's gonna get smoked and you and i both know it she's not up to this
1: She's She's not up to this. Democrats see that. Now, look what's going on right now. They are running a, what I call, a whisper campaign. They're not, this is Chris Hayes from MSNBC. He's got a very popular podcast with the left, right? They are out there telling Democrats in states like this one, South Carolina, vote for Nikki, go vote for Nikki, go in states like South Carolina where, where Democrats can go vote in a Republican primary. Go vote for Nikki. Vote for Nikki. Vote for Nikki. They're seeing this and they're doubling down. They need to defeat Ron DeSantis. They need her in the second position because they intend to put Trump in prison and they want her to be the heir apparent. Listen to Chris Hayes from MSNBC on his podcast.
3: Look,
0: it really does matter stopping Trump. If you're in a a state that allows non-aligned folks to vote, you should vote for Nikki Haley. What do you think? Yeah, I think it's probably too distasteful for a lot of people, but for those who would be up for it to, to do something tactically, I don't know if it would stop Trump, but, you know, it could help extend the primary. I mean, if, H- if Haley's so somehow- Yeah, okay.
1: He says, I don't know it's going to stop Trump. They're not trying to stop Trump with Nikki. That's not going to happen. She's 20 point, points behind. They're going to put Trump in prison, and they are trying to pick our number two right now. Here is Barack Obama's campaign manager and uh, political strategist when he was in the White House david fluff and he's telling chris hayes liberals need to vote for nikki haley
0: so i think for liberals who or democrats or independents who might not ever support nikki haley to be the president to cast a strategic or tactical vote to me makes a lot of sense uh you know again it's a bridge too far probably for some people but it could make a lot of sense as we get deeper into this you know if the cards fall the right way if somehow she could finish ahead of You know, uh, DeSantis in Iowa, I think that makes it more likely. Maybe Christie drops out. But you see in New Hampshire, you know, uh, Trump may be close to his ceiling in New Hampshire. So if you got that to a two-person race, he could very well be defeated there.
1: Yeah. She's their candidate. She's their candidate because they watched her closely when she was telling the truth. When she was taking a victory tour with The Washington Post bragging about killing Uh, The transgender bathroom bill, which would just keep women safe. It'd keep men out of our spaces, out of our changing rooms. She wanted everyone to know this. They know who she is. That's why they want her. They want a controlled opposition. In their minds, they're putting Donald Trump in prison. He's going to go away. They're going to start the first trial in March. Now they've moved on to we're going to pick who the nominee is. This is what they're trying to do. I'm not saying they're going to succeed. I'm saying this is what they're trying to do. And they love it two ways. Number one, if she gets in, she's one of them and they know it. And if she doesn't, I just gave you the formula to defeat her. She's not well. She has a factory default setting to lie. It's almost, it's almost mental laziness. Like, I, I don't know how to get myself out of this, so I'll just lie. I wonder if she does this at home with her husband and her family. I'm fascinated by people like this. Well, this is confidence-inspiring. Really scary stuff we're finding out as these Boeing 737s are grounded. 171 passengers, six flight crew members on board that Boeing 737 MAX 9 miraculously survived when the door plug broke off at 16,000 feet. But it sucked out mobile phones, headsets, the shirt right off a teenager's back. Well, that has now sparked a warning to parents traveling with babies. Because what people do is they'll try to save the cost of a seat. So they'll put the baby on their lap and fly that way. Yeah. Well, they're now saying don't do that anymore. Don't do that anymore. Although babies under the age of two can fly for free and do not require a separate plane ticket in the United States of America. They can be held in the lap of a parent or guardian. This can be dangerous as the only thing that keeps them in place is the parent's arms. Yeah. So they're saying don't do that anymore. Uh, Kwasi Adjukim, an assistant professor at University of North Dakota's Department of Aviation, told the Washington Post, had a passenger been holding a child close to where the door plug broke off, it could have been devastating. If there had been a passenger holding a kid close to where the panel blew off, the explosive force was such the kid uh, being held would have been torn from their hands uh, and sucked out of the plane. The NTBS, uh, NTSB, and the Federal Aviation Administration has long recommended, and at Alaska Airlines on their websites also recommended for caregivers or those accompanying infants under the age of two to purchase a seat for the infant, put them in their own car seat and strap that sucker down. So look, during this time of kind of extreme doubt about uh, sort of maintenance and care for our planes, because I, I, you know what, I guarantee this is not just Boeing. It's not just Boeing planes. Maybe give a thought if you're going to fly with a child. I don't know, strap them to your own body, perhaps? That could work with a baby, too. Maybe, I don't know. I could still be sucked out, though. Not exactly confidence-inspiring when they're like, hey, strap that baby in and get sucked out the plane. Wait, I'm not getting on a plane after I hear that. I'll drive, thank you very much. At this point, driving's supposed to be more dangerous than flying. Just kind of shows you how standards have fallen apart here. All right, let's jump on the common sense retirement planning text line. Texture rates. "Hey Tara, Nikki could have said I disagree with her politics, but we can all agree that Hillary is a strong woman." Boom, uh, that would have popped DeSantis's balloon. Problem is, the lie that the lie will work with low information voters. Texture writes, "I work with someone who lies like Nikki Haley. He lied so much." That he honestly believed what he was saying. I that's why I'm asking this morning. Is she pathological? Texter writes, Hope people see how the open primaries are just another tool for the Democrat socialists, just like ranked choice voting. Yes. Texter writes, When cornered, you lie. Nikki really did use Hillary as an inspiration. Another texter writes, Does Joe Biden know that Nikki is his replacement? Uh, texture rates. Um, fan, uh, I really hope um, the DeSantis camp is listening to your show and taking notes. Another texture rates. Nikki Tara. Nikki is a woman, and a woman will never admit when she's wrong. Ouch. Another texture rates. The New York Post is all in on Haley. The Murdochs are scum. Now, the text reads, no, she needs to keep going so the blind and uneducated on our side can clearly see she's the devil in a dress. Folks, this is the weirdest election season I've ever been through. Uh, Normally, a candidate like Nikki Haley would be done out with the first set of lies. Honestly, she'd have been done when the squad said, hey, let's take half the nation of Gaza, about a million people. She's asked about it and she agrees, doubles down and agrees with the squad I mean, like, not even Joe Biden is that radical. He's not even proposing that. Then it turns around and flat-out lies, said she didn't say it. She did on national TV. We we have documented all of that. That would finish you off right there in a primary. But nobody's paying attention to her. Not the way they are to Trump, because everything's, I don't need to know what she's saying. I don't really care. He's going to be the nominee. Yes, until they put him in prison. In their minds. And that's what they're doing. They're trying to put him in prison. They believe they will do it. And so they've moved on to, hey, let's control the opposition. Let's pick who the default candidate is. And they've obviously researched her folks. There is a reason, I've been in this state for 10 years now, over 10 years. I was in Myrtle Beach doing radio there. She would not come on the air with us. And we didn't do conservative talk radio. I was a giggle girl. We were doing a morning zoo drive show. So, she was told, this is not going to be hard. You're going to come on. We're going to ask you who your favorite band is. I mean, that's, that was it. We couldn't get her on. We couldn't even get her on for that. Why? Her staff knows better. This is why. She was so separated from the voters in this state. If you think about it, you almost never heard from her unless it was scripted. It was very rare that she would do an interview Uh, Again, Charlie's never interviewed her. I haven't been able to get her on in 10 years. I mean, this is why her staff knew she can't handle simple questions. And there's the factory default setting for lying, which we're seeing now. It's this is a problem. This is a problem where I would have to stage an intervention, sit down with my candidate and go, listen, you cannot default to lying. Let's sit down and get you a pat response for everything. If you don't know what to say when they say to you, hey, you wrote in your autobiography that Hillary Clinton was your inspiration, but now you're claiming you don't, let me teach you how to change the subject. Well, Cliff, I think strong women in politics is really important. Okay, but you didn't answer the question. Well, you know, I just think Republicans need as strong a women as... This is what you do. This is the game. These are not hard things. Don't lie. Do not let like, You are hanging yourself up. She can't do it. That's what makes me think she's pathological. They, they lack that siren that goes off in your head that goes danger, 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 danger. It's a self-preservation. It's really a kind of psychopathy. Joe has this. Joe has this. There's no sense hey, I've already been fact-checked on this by the Washington Post. I got five Pinocchios. I can't repeat it. There'll be consequences. Joe doesn't have that gene. It's a gene. It's a self-preservation gene. I don't think Nikki does either. And I think the Democrats know it. That is why after she has done this multiple times on the campaign trail, they are out there on their podcast, on their blogs, and they are pushing her. They're pushing liberals and Democrats. Vote for her. Vote for her. Vote for her in states like South Carolina, where Democrats can vote in the primary. They know exactly what she is, and they know exactly what they're doing. Did y'all hear what Megyn Kelly said? Strangest thing. Look, Megan Kelly, kind of pretty moderate, Fox News host, and then moved on to a mainstream media gig. I mean she's not a conspiracy theorist, right? She's kind of moderate, sort of right-leaning. I don't know. So when she says this kind of thing, I'm like, it was trending yesterday, this has been trending on and off for a couple of days. It's about Jeffrey Epstein. If what she's saying is true. 2024 could be a very interesting year. Here you go. And we're not done with Jeffrey Epstein. I can tell you that for a fact. Can't tell you how I know, but I can tell you for a fact. We're going to hear a lot more about Jeffrey Epstein
2: in the coming year. Uh, And you may be even hearing from him directly more on that, as I'm allowed to tell you.
1: Directly? Hmm. I'm told he's dead. He may or may not have killed himself. It's all very confusing. Um... Directly. Wow. I I wonder, does she mean like directly like he recorded a video before he did not kill himself? Or. (laughs) Whoa. Um. Meanwhile, y'all, you got to check out the British media. You got to check out my podcast from yesterday, Battleground America. If nothing else, read the sources. The way this Epstein thing is being covered in the UK versus the way it's being covered here. Have you seen any of the Epstein victims giving interviews on TV here in America? No? Good morning, America? No. There's a reason for that. They are giving interviews in the UK. Why? Because they're not blocked out there. And do you know what they're talking about? They're talking about what was in the final release. You know the part where the girl testified under oath in court in 2016 that Hillary sent her goons to... Who personally threatened them with death in 2008? Because she was, on, she was, you know, at, in the heart of the campaign then. If they disclosed what they knew about Bill, these are Bill's victims, underage girls. It's all over the headlines of the UK. You seen that here? Americans don't even know. They don't even know like, oh, Bill and Trump something did something Epstein or something. That's the takeaway. So's the other document where the girl says, "Hey, the FBI interviewed me. They asked me if Bill Clinton knew these girls were underage, and I explained to the FBI how I know he knew they were underage." Oh, you didn't know that was in there too? Yeah, you got to watch the UK media. The the Sarah Ransome, who is the center of this, the Epstein victim, went on Grid Morning Britain. You should see the interview. She flat out said. I, I I have seen the video. I know Bill Clinton did this. The FBI needs to release the evidence they have. Yeah. You hearing any of that here? No, it's in the fourth installment. You got to go deep into the bowels of Twitter to find it here. Or watch the British media. This is being blacked out. I mean, the stuff in that fourth release implicates the FBI and Bill Clinton. And Sarah Ransome doing that interview on Good Morning Britain and saying, listen, the reason that I retracted my story is because Hillary Clinton threatened to kill my friend and Maxwell and Epstein and others, she says, threatened to kill my family. Wow, what a story. Where's that in our media? You know, it was in the final release. It, this was all testified to in court 2015, 2016 under oath. You hear a thing about it? It is amazing to me how the media can still black this stuff out in the internet age unless you're on twitter then you know uh cuz it it trended so if you're on twitter you know otherwise you have no idea you think like oh trump something bill something bronson prince andrew something mm, it's not the story but they know in the uk